This is Timestamp, the podcast dedicated to capturing this moment in time. I'm your host, Amy Breslow. Today's episode, Telling the Truth. My guest today is Joy, who identifies as an African woman and uses she, her pronouns. Telling the truth. That's important to me right now. And and it's directly related to what is happening in America right now. It relates to all the conversations around race that have come up as a result of um, the George Floyd killing. I think the... Last time we spoke, I was in a different space where I was very excited about where I was able to move and shift and shape my life because sort of like the topic of conversation was coronavirus and its impact and how the whole country and really the world was shut down. And I know a lot of people were challenged and having different struggles, but as, and as an introvert for myself, I was having the time of my life. I was like, oh, great. I get to spend more time alone. <laughs> I don't have to get on the road. I don't have to have this commute. And so it was a very creative and, and an introspective and really powerful time and few months for me. And then George Floyd happened. And everything that came from that in terms of how the conversation and how conversations have shifted really impacted and hit me in a way that I didn't expect. And so for me now, telling the truth about what it is to be an African woman in the United States, interacting with what it means to be Black in the United States is important to me. And not so much telling the truth to other people. I'm less concerned with convincing anyone or making anyone else understand. I'm beyond that. But it it is more about telling the truth to myself and for what that means and how that impacts me, for me to hold that space for myself and allow myself to to either move into spaces or not, to interact with people if I want to or not, and give myself that permission to just tell the truth of how this is impacting me and how I feel and and what it makes me want to engage in or not. So that's been, that's really, really, really important for me. And it's, it's shifted a lot in really a short period of time. What's really shifted for me is a sense of what is or is not my responsibility when it comes to this particular conversation. I know that that I've actually in the last week or so sort of turned the volume down on even some of these conversations because I felt, I, I feel in general that there's there, there's always this burden that's put on, you know, Black people or people who are impacted by these two to explain again, tell the story again and like show again and sort of like prove again that this is what's happening. And I'm just not I'm particularly inclined to to do that or participate in that. 
if if the work if it's if it's important work to do, that's great. I'm not doing it. <laughs> that's uh, that's how I'm taking care of my own black life to no longer participate in what I, in many ways I consider to be part of the game and a charade and either feigned or intentional or whatever ignorance around what is actually happening and what what is what is going on and what has happened in this country in terms of the history of slavery, Jim Crow, et cetera, but not just in this country, right? But in across the world, like I'm from an African country, I'm from Sierra Leone, um, lived in African countries where colonial is with his colonial histories and and what all of that means. And so I, I'm just not at the part of a conversation where I feel the need to explain or justify anymore. I feel like the the mask has slipped, the gig is up. You know, we all know what the history is and we know why it is and it, why it was that way with objective of exploiting people and exploiting resources. And I think that part of the, the supposed invitation or asking people to explain over and over again, to me, feels like it's just part of and more of the same. It's a continuation of it. And it just, it just does, it rings false to me. And so... Yeah, I've, I've allowed myself to to opt out and to continue to honor and care for myself and those in in my close community and those who I care about and supporting them and and just not engaging in the the call to ex- explain it again, make sense of this again. It's like no, <laughs> not doing that. We're past that point. race in a sort of disconnected way. We don't really ever talk about exploitation and obviously the history of exploitation in this country and its modern form, you know, in the corporation. So the ways in which minds, the ways in which the ways that a company or corporation or business is set up and how employees work and operate within it is designed to extract and exploit, you know, sort of like mental labor. And sort of like all the things that go into making people amenable to that. And when I say exploited, like people are like, I I feel like almost never adequately compensated for what it is that they bring and they contribute. But there's this sort of like obsession with making sure people are engaged and happy and excited at work, you know, and and almost sort of like creating a a work family, um, I guess, that's designed to (laughs) replace your your real family, because you're spending so much time at work, you know, possibly injuring your your personal relationships. But we want you to be here to be engaged so that you can be productive. And I have real, I have real issues with this this the idea of productivity and constantly working and churning. And when people are like, "Oh, I didn't I didn't have a good day today. I wasn't. I don't feel like I was really productive. Like like it makes my skin crawl when people say that because it just sort of feels like." We've, we've taken on and adopted the idea that we're commodities, like we're objects and that, you know, and we're sort of like our minds and our bodies and our, really our souls and spirits are here to serve the corporation to help to be productive so that the, the organization can be effective and efficient. And I just don't centralize corporations and businesses that way. To me, a business or corporation is needs to justify its its existence by being a place where people and families and communities are served. If you're not serving and making the community and families that you're serving better, 
you're a parasite <laughs> in my view. And I feel like, and I feel like the natural way that, that businesses are expected to be successful is parasitic on co- and on cultures and societies and on communities. That's what they're rewarded for essentially being, we talk about parasitic. It comes from a viewpoint and a worldview of the land is something to be exploited and and by extension the people on it ex- consumed and exploited for for what for more and more wealth and more and more power you know just more and more and more and more just to replicate and multiply which and and that always it also reminds me of cancer right like that's what cancer cells are like they have no regard for the broader whole of the body their notion is how can we how can we be and consume more and just be more and more and more and more just for more sake. And so I think that there's, it, it, it just, it drives me nuts. I just think it's, it's, it's so, it's so part and parcel of the workplace um, that, that few people question it and, and challenge it. And I find that I always, I'm always finding different ways to subvert that, um, <laughs> that, that notion and that way of operating and being, because I'm like, I'm human. I'm a person first. And I always think that people are more important than, than profits. And the, the point, the point of the corporation is to serve. And they say many, many say so in, you know, like, you know, you know, that's like that, that's the company line. But when you look in actual practice, what, what is it that actually happens? I just see so many people literally become, get consumed and and used up and eaten up and nobody questions it it's just it's just the way of the world and i'm like actually no it's not it's not i i take every opportunity that i can with like colleagues or folks who i work with and, and and to to challenge them to take care of themselves like don't don't sell your whole soul to this place definitely not for definitely don't sell your health <laughs> you know um to to be more productive to or to to get the a at work it's like we're not in school anymore <laughs> you know what I mean it's just like there's this no but really seriously there's this whole like ranking and stratification and the expectation is like yes go above and beyond why why am I going above and beyond like just to just to jump through hoops to look like like what especially if it means I'm not sleeping I'm not eating I'm not eating well I don't think that I I think that that's just totally irresponsible like we're irresponsible with ourselves and our bodies for what it's a you know it's a fool's bargain um, at the end of the day so I yeah I'm I take every opportunity to 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 challenge folks to like nope don't do it and they're like well how will what if, you know, it's like, no, just don't do it. Like, there's, like, like, it's not, it's not worth it. So that's, that's the other thing that's sort of sticking my craw. Part of it is I didn't grow up here. And I know that when I first moved to the States for college, and I think it's also an East Coast thing, I immediately had the sense of people were on some sort of tr- invisible treadmill that I didn't know about and going somewhere really, really fast and just immediately feeling like I was like behind and that I needed to be doing something. 
here, it's like, yes, people talk about, you know, family and, and everything, but it's sort of like people are sometimes apologetic about it when they, when they're working, if they have to miss work or can't do a project, they're almost apologetic to the work. Like, I'm so sorry. I have to take care. You know, my kid is sick or I'm so sorry. You know, I have to do this thing for my family, you know? And she's like, no, you have nothing to apologize for. The job is here to support your life. Like the, your life, the, the family and the people you care about, they are the center. They're your whole world. Like nobody on your job is going to be with you on your deathbed. I mean, unless they're, unless they're like a true, really good friend, but pretty much nobody's going to be there. Like when it, when it matters, when you're sick, when you're ill, no one's, you know, like if you unfortunately get sick, you know, and have cancer and, you know, need to take chemo and you're throwing up, like nobody from your job is going to come and be there and clean that up. They're going to be at the office being like, oh my God, she's so nice. Oh, it's so bad. Isn't it awful? And that's about it. And if you, you know, croak and die at, at your desk, trust me. If you die on Friday, Monday, someone else has your desk. And I don't believe that when I walk into an office or walk into a job, that that the job is giving me some sort of value or some sort of identity. I have gifts. I have talents. I'm the one who's making a contribution here for a particular period of time until such said time is done and I need to move on. But you know, I'm not here to win prizes or trophies or get a pat on the back. I'm here to make a contribution and do a, a work. Um, so it's 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 been interesting and it's always interesting to watch and to observe. But I, f- I find that I have to constantly have this type of conversation with myself and challenge that notion because everyone will sort of push and impress upon you like yeah we got to be you know looking like we're doing stuff we got to be busy people glorify busy and I'm just like I absolutely reject the notion of being busy it's like if I'm busy I feel if I'm busy I know I'm doing it wrong I put too much stuff on my plate I'm minding other people's business like I'm I to me being busy is being out of line and so I think people just take it on they see it as a badge of honor and they don't ask questions or challenge it Take care of yourself. Take care of the the people you you love and care for. And if you're doing that, that's that's the thing. That's the work. You you have nothing to prove, especially not to another person about why you're here. Thanks for listening. Timestamp is produced by me, Amy Breslow, with IT support from Alex Moreno. Original music composed and performed by Maddie Schuler. You can find us at timestamppodcast.com. I'll be back in one or two weeks with the next episode. Until then, take care and be well. Mm-hmm.